<coughs> we, you know, I mean, we, we just, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. One more time. One more time. The Bear Essentials Podcast is sponsored by Kins Lager Brewery, located in Oak Park, Illinois. They're a local lager-focused brewery. The Bear Essentials Podcast listeners will receive a 15% discount on your order by using promo code BEARSPOD. Please visit them at kinslager.com. That's spelled K-I-N-S-L-A-H-G-E-R.com. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Bear Essentials. We are Chicago Bears Podcast for the fans. On today's show, we recap the Bears' 20-13 victory over the Miami Dolphins and much, much more. Hey, Dub, what's the good word, fam? Everything is all good over here, Press. How about you, bro? Man, dude, I'm still fucking vibing off of that game from today, man. It was a good time chopping it up with you today, brother. Justin Fields Day is what I'm going to call it. <laughs> yeah, man, a great one, brother. Man, I'm telling you, I'm still fired up over here. Such a good day being out there at Soldier Field again. I mean, listen, audience, last year, I had to watch all of those games at home. I missed being in Soldier Field, and we were back in the building today, and it was glorious, man. It was great being around the fans. It was great just being back in that stadium again. Oh, A-Dub, man. Football is back. Prez, I have never been this excited over a preseason game since I've been watching <laughs> the Bears. And I'll tell you, man, I was on cloud nine. The fans were excellent. It was great to see them, and it was great to hang out with you, my brother. Yes, sir, man. And audience, it was such a tale of two halves at that stadium because, like A-Dub said, it's preseason. Let's just be honest. A lot of times in the past, we weren't checking for the Bears in the preseason. You would watch maybe a quarter or two, see what's good, and you might turn it off. Right. Listen, I was at the stadium today because of one person, and that was Justin Fields, and A-Dub, he did not let us down. We're going to get to that in a little bit, but I'm telling you, it was worth the drive. It was worth the walk over. It was worth sitting in traffic. It was worth everything. Yes, it was, Prez. And I'll tell you one more thing. The weather was nice, too. Everything kind of clicked, man. It was just a great moment, a great day. Yeah, man. Even the beers hit right, man, on that nice little warm day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, them cold brews, boy. That was up. That was up. They hit the, they hit the spot, Prez. Well, I'm telling you, when you brought them back to the seats, I was like, boy, dumb, man. Good Lord, I'm going to give you a hug. That was a cold ass beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That was awesome, brother. Man, let's get into it, man. So, audience, before we get into our thoughts on the game, you guys heard us on our last pod. We talked about our concerns for the offensive line. We saw in today's game that the offensive line was still makeshift. So we got some news that some reinforcement is on the way. Jason Peters was signed. A-Dub, what's your thoughts on that one? Because twofold question there. Because A, what do you think about the move? And then what does that mean, this signing mean, for Tevin Jenkins? It means a whole hell of a lot because, one, he's a veteran, right? We need a vet, a guy who's done it at the highest level. He has a lot of miles, of course, but, man, he was a great left tackle. So having him on the team, thought it was a very good signing. But you also got to worry about, hey, about Tevin Jenkins, about where he's at as far as health-wise. You need some reinforcement, Perez. So I thought it was a good signing to also, even, even if he's just a backup, the fact that we have some other help, that's what matters, having that depth at that left tackle position. So we needed him. 
But it just makes me wonder, A-Dub, is it a sore back from Jenkins or is it something more? Because remember on the last episode, I talked about those three previous tackles that we drafted that had some injury woes and they never were able to realize their potential. I'm hoping that this situation with Tevin Jenkins is not that, bro. Yeah, I'm hoping it's not that either, Perez, but you made a good point, man, about that back injury. We don't know how severe it really is, Perez, or if it's going to be an ongoing situation. You just don't know when it comes down to health. I'd rather us do the right thing and try to get ahead of it before it becomes a problem. Like, hey, now we're stuck in this shithole to where we can't get out of it, right? <laughs> so yeah. you know how it go. You invest in a great guy, and then boom, the guy cannot go. So I'm glad we decided that, hey, we might need some reinforcements just in case. Yeah, and so I really like the move. Obviously, Jason Peters has some, he's got some tread on that tire yep. left, I think. So, I mean, like you said, some miles on the, on the tires as well. But I still think he got a little something left. Been in the league, what, 18 years? But I think this is the type of person that you want to be your left tackle if worse comes to worse. And also, we talked about it, Jermaine Effetti. He's sidelined still. Right. So we real thin at that tackle spot, bro. Because in today's yeah, game, we are. think yep. about today's lineup. It was Elijah Wilkinson at left tackle. You had Cody White here at left guard. You had right. Mustafer center, Bars at right guard, and Lachavius Simmons at right tackle. I just want you guys to think about that. That was our starting offensive line today. And that wasn't the line we expect to have on the field in game one. So uh, it was to let you know right now that we're struggling right now when it comes down to our offensive line. And right now, we just we are going to need some help. Perez, as you can see, and I'm kind of glad they went out some veterans who possibly could help us moving forward. Just in case these guys doesn't come back, we need some time. Fair point, fair point. So with this here, we'll see what happens. We'll see if Fetty at some point gets back here in the next couple of weeks. We don't know what's going on with Jenkins. So I'm okay with the signing, but you got to have a veteran presence there because like you said, we're very thin at the position. So we'll see how it goes. All right, so A-Dub, let's talk about this game from today, brother. So, you know, in the first quarter of the game, we were kind of sitting there. We were like, okay, Matt Nagy's not really showing them much. Dalton was out there. They didn't really do much on offense. Montgomery only got one carry. Give me some of your initial thoughts early on in the game. How were you kind of thinking? Because I know we, you were sitting out there. We are like, this is kind of what we expected for preseason game number one. Yeah, man. What I thought early on was that, hey, Nagy's going to get his starters a couple reps out there. Early on, we kind of saw that, hey, you know what? Our offensive line, as you already talked about, Perez, wasn't the best, right? A little shaky here. But at the same time, we want to see, get these guys a little chance, our starters a chance to really just, you know, get some snaps in, get some reps in, see what they can do and see what happens. But we couldn't muster any yards so really with those, with that unit. One of the things that I took away from early on in the game is I just thought that Nagy wasn't going to show much to that first team defense for the Dolphins. I mean, he's notorious for that. He just keeps everything under like closed vest. Most of us, when we were looking at the game, one of my immediate things that I thought about in this game was, okay, the defense, as far as that defensive line is concerned, they were stout. Miami couldn't get anything on them on the ground. However, Miami was getting some yards in the air, A-Dub, and those were some things that you and I were talking about out there that Tua was getting the ball off. He was making some completions. Uh, He had the one throw where he got the ball and coverage and, and Ogletree, you know, was kind of late getting over there. So we saw Miami, they were moving the ball. It looked like Miami was working on their offense for the season, where the, the Bears were kind of like this comfortable with going through the motions, at least in that opening quarter. Yes, what it looked like, Perez, in that opening quarter. And then you, you saw some good plays from our defense as well. I saw Alex, you know, um, pretty much do a good job after he gave up a big play. He came back with a tackle for loss. So we kind of saw our defense really stand strong, Perez, early on. Now let's talk about Ogletree for a second because we saw in the game today Roquan or Danny T, neither one of them played. 
Right. So this gave Ogletree an opportunity to get some really valuable reps out there. And this is an opportunity for the coaches to really evaluate him because, you know, you and I talked about what he's done in training camp so far with the interceptions and, and performing pretty good at camp, but it's a lot different when it's a live game. So I right. thought he showed pretty well today. And I thought today is another step for him to make this ball club. Yeah, Press, I thought he was all over the field. You know, he gave up that one big play, but that's about it. Other than that, he got some good tackles in, Perez. He put some pressure out there on the quarterback, and I thought he'd done his job. When you think about linebackers, and so this is something when I looked at our defense under uh, Pagano the last couple of years versus what I saw in the game today, I really liked how I saw Ogletree shooting the gaps because he was in the backfield a lot meeting those running backs. Right. I would love to see this season us letting Roquan Smith shoot those gaps and really go be disruptive as far as our opponents and not letting them get those opportunities to run the ball on us. Absolutely, Perez. I thought that would be a, that'd make a big difference in the game for sure. But I think with Ogletree, he does bring an extra element there, Perez, with part of our depth. So if Trevathan does struggle a little bit, if, I'm not saying he is, but if he does, we got somebody that can come in, hopefully can actually help out. Not looks like for today, looking at today, man, Ogletree looks like he can, he's a guy who can, be, who can play, man, who can be one of those depth pieces for us. No, I do agree with that. And I think Ogletree, along with Christian Jones, I think those guys are going to solidify that inside linebacker position for us. So I'm yeah. really good there. You know, because also we talked about in previous episodes, you had Josh Woods, you had Iggy, you have those young guys that are in that in that role. But I don't think that we're going to see these guys potentially make the team if you continue to see Ogletree and Christian Jones make plays out there. And they played well, Perez, today. I will give them both their props. They were there, man. They showed up. They made some good plays. And they look like they're ready to be part of this team going forward. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Now, let's just say our two cents before we get into what everybody wants to hear us talk about. And that's one <laughs> Justin Fields. But yes, sir. Before, before we get into that, I do want to kind of break down some of what we saw from the offense. So one of the things that you and I joked about was it took the bears until about the one minute mark in the second quarter to get a first down. And the fans were pretty uh, sarcastic with giving them a, a, a standing ovation when they got that first down. Right. So that, goes to show you, that goes to show you how inefficient the offense was going into that point, because they had, what, five series, no first downs, and a lot of three and outs. Right. Didn't look good at all. And I'm glad the fact that, you know, we were able to get some things going late. But you're right, Perez. Early on, it looked ugly. We could not move the ball. We couldn't run the football effectively. It's just things didn't look well from that, from that standpoint. And we knew, like you said, with the offensive line, it was going to be a struggle. But it kind of showed really early on that we was going to have a tough time out there on the field. Yeah, and then we even saw Justin Fields get some time there in the second quarter going against some of Miami's number ones, and he kind of struggled a little bit. Now, what I will say about that, though, is I give him kudos because he ended the half with a scoring drive there. They moved the ball down the field a little bit, and then our boy Santos boomed the hell out of that kick. So, <laughs> But what we saw is Justin Fields had a little confidence, right? He made some plays there, moved the ball, they got a score, and I'm going to make a quick basketball analogy. And, A-Dub, you're a hooper, so you're going to get this. You think about when you're in the zone as a shooter, right? Once you get a layup or once you get an easy one to go in, that's it. That's you it. Know? Now it's jump-started you, and you got that confidence. And that's what I thought we saw today because when Justin Fields came in there in that third quarter, A-Dub, brother, the whole energy in that fucking place changed. Absolutely, Prince. And I got to thank Nagy for that because Nagy decided to give us a treat, right? And say, look, I'm going to go and let this kid go and continue playing. And I'm telling you, boy, that stadium was rocking. I'm telling you, Prince, we were all excited. 
He was moving the chain. He was cooking, Perez, with making plays. But I will say, early on, when he first came in the game, our offense didn't give him any help because we had penalties early on, right? We put yep. a lot of pressure on him when he first got in the game. So that's on us. We really didn't set him up for success when our team was having those kind of penalties. That's tough for your quarterback, for any quarterback, really, to come in a game like that. But I will say, he bounced back nicely, Perez. He really did. When he started cooking, bro, like you were saying, with that basketball analogy, he kept it going. And that momentum kind of carried over to the second half where we saw him really kick cooking that third quarter as well. Yeah, because to your point, in that second quarter, it was penalties, bad field position. He was backed right. up a lot. So, yeah, yep. it's tough. Now, he did cough up the football. Now, I'm going to say this about Justin. <laughs> and before, I'm going to give him a shit ton of love here. But he's got to tuck that football in, fam. Got to tuck that football in. I agree with your brother. He does. But now, back to the good shit. I'm not going to lie to you, A-Dub. You know I've been talking to you on the podcast and off the podcast about the fact of Nagy's plan. Nagy's plan to start Dalton week one and to basically ease Justin Fields into the flow whenever it makes sense, right? Right. For a moment today, I lost my damn mind because I was like, fuck that plan. <laughs> Friends, I was so caught up in the morning. My mind was that way, too. I said, are we sure we want to start Andy Dalton? Then I had to click back and say, man, hold on. Get back to reality, A-Dub. Get back to reality, okay? Get back. Let's just let this all, the whole thing play out. But, man, I was caught up in that moment, too, Perez. You and I were talking back and forth. Like, hey, it, it, we, are we sure with Andy Dalton, man? Are we really sure about this? Because this kid looks very good. I'm not just talking about throwing, but his mobility, Perez, that you and I were looking at as well. It's like, okay, he can extend plays, or he can run it, or he can throw it. It's like, it's so dangerous. But it's, it made me think about Andy Dalton. Like, look, I don't want to be you right now, Andy Dalton. This is too much, man. It really is. Well, let's just think about this, right? I have to imagine with some of the stuff that you and I have seen personally at camp, some of the reports that we've heard from camp about Justin Fields' development, his growth, his improvement, and what we saw today. Because I'm going to tell you this, A-Dub, as that game progressed today and we got in that third quarter and his comfort level and his confidence started to pick up, bro, I was looking at him out there on the field. He didn't look like he was worried about shit out there, bro. I mean – you saw him. He was moving out of the pocket. He was uh, buying himself time. He was making, right. like, smart plays. He was t- directing his receivers, hey, keep going, or I'm throwing the ball to you. Get ready. He looked like a veteran quarterback out there, bro. He didn't look like a rookie quarterback. Perez, I want to piggyback on something you just shared right there with him directing traffic. He's supposed to be a rookie. The way he was directing traffic, telling the wide where to go, and before he threw a press, they were wide open, getting them good looks. It was like this guy is already there from that standpoint. He see it. He got that vision, press. He can read the defense, man, very well. If that was a concern, well, it didn't look like it at all. He was on the money with that when he got into a zone. But I will give him credit around that. But what he also did, press, is that he ignited the defense. Those guys start to play harder. They got fired up. They were fired up, yep. It was like, we're, we're playing very good as a team because this kid, he gave us a new identity, praise, a good a new look that everyone felt that energy. And that is what we've been missing because not only did he do that with his team, he did that in them stands because he took, a, a lot of us was just out there just kind of chilling. We wanted to see Justin right. kind of get some reps. He took us all just kind of being out there casually watching this thing to we were all jacked up like this was like a regular season game. Like, we were fired up out there, man. <laughs> I knew I was. Matter of fact, he, hey, look, he wasn't the only one fired, fired up. There were Miami Dolphin fans there who were fired up, right? They were saying, talking trash and things that nature prayers that you and I heard in, were listening in on. So it's like, it's not just our team who was fired up for us, per, per se, but there was Miami Dolphin fans there who were rooting for their own team, and they were looking for Justin Fields to have a bad game. 
Well, uh, guess what? They was quiet and they went home very quickly. So <laughs> facts with them ugly ass shirts. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> but one thing that I wanted to say, though, so we talked about a couple of things that's really key for the listeners to think about the playmaking ability that Justin Fields possesses. Andy Dalton does not have that. Right? I agree. So those are some of the things that we saw in this game today that you just can't teach that. You either have it or you don't. And that pass, that he, that deep pass that he threw, it was a, a back shoulder throw. It was to Rodney Adams. What did you say to me when he made that throw? I said, man, this kid is a looks like a vet the way he's throwing that football, man. You said that, but then you also said, Justin Fields is going to give these receivers chances. That throw that he threw up to Rodney Adams, he threw it in a place and he gave his receiver a chance to make a play on the ball. Absolutely. And yep, well-placed throw. Well-placed throw. Well-placed throw to where, hey, these guys are able to make plays, Press, And I think that's a key factor right there. When we think about Justin Fields moving forward, is that what he's going to do for these wide receivers. He's going to make these guys look better than what they are, man. I mean, if you didn't know if these guys even any good at all last season, well, they are pretty good. Because Justin Fields is going to make sure they look that way as well. I mean, think about what he's doing for um, Jesse James, Perez. They got a good chemistry going on right now. Look at him with Justin Fields. The guy can play pretty good. And they got very good chemistry. They on the same page. And they look good together. That James and, and Justin Fields connection, that thing is real. We've seen it all through training camp. We saw it again today. That guy was wide open for 20 yards. Justin Fields threw a perfectly timed ball to him. Touchdown. But I want to talk about the first touchdown. Let's go. The first touchdown came while the Bears had drove down to the Dolphins' eight-yard line. And again, playmaking ability because the Dolphins' pass rush got in on fields a little bit. But what did he do? He escaped. He scrambled around. Once he got flushed out of the pocket, he rolled to his left and strolled into the end zone for his first touchdown as a Chicago Bear, the first of many A-dub, and that place erupted. I mean, that excitement right there. That prepared one to think that, hey, this is going to be a, a thing that we're going to see most often in the future. I'm looking forward to that, Perez. But you're right, man. The fact that this kid, when he got out of pocket, he can make a lot of things happen. And we just saw, right, with, the, with, the, with his wheels, the mobility part of it, Perez, to how he got to the touch, how he got to the end zone. It was like it was effortless, really, Perez. It was like, mm-hmm. hey, nothing there, nothing there that way. I'm going to go this way. And guess what it's going to turn into? A touchdown. So I expect more of that to happen. I mean, for, for the most part, Perez, he somewhat looked like someone we've maybe seen before. He looked like, well, Russell Wilson in a way. In a way, I'm not going to say he's Russell Wilson, but in a way, he sure the hell looked like it. Well, we'll see, but I do like that comp. Now, one thing that I did like that the coaching staff did in this game, audience, think about this. They cut the field in half. So a lot of what Justin Fields was doing was those design rollouts, and it was a lot of right. movement, right? So right. what that did is it cuts the field in half, obviously. It limits his options but it gave him the opportunity to make plays or create plays with his feet, right? Absolutely. And so when you see that, that gives that quarterback a chance to have a little bit more confidence. So what's that showing us, audience? It's showing us that they wanted to get this guy comfortable, but they also played to the guy's strengths. And that's a criticism that I've had of this coaching staff in the past. Today, I was really encouraged by the way that they used Justin Fields especially for his first preseason game, Perez. We'll see more of him in the pocket at some point, for sure, throwing in the pocket more. But I think right now, this is a good start to really get him comfortable, like you said. And you know what? After the game was kind of interesting. So I was listening to the post-game show, and uh, Justin Fields got interviewed, and they asked him, what did he think about the game speed? 
And he said it was actually kind of slow to him, to be honest. <laughs> he said, me going against my Bears defense every day in practice slows it down for me. That's the ultimate compliment for his teammates because guess what? That Bears defense, they're pretty fucking good. Man, and guess what, Press? That that defense not getting a lot of credit, but they deserve it for sure. I mean, everyone knows about our defense, but man, they deserve a little bit more credit than what they've been getting. They've been dominating. This is no shocker, man, to see it all transition on the field. And the thing that I mentioned that was going to be the key for this defense this year was taking the ball away. And we yes. got two takeaways that they aged up, and we saw the takeaway bucket come out. Yes. <laughs> that brought a lot of excitement right there, Press, just to see that happen, man. But I, like, I'm with you, Press. I don't know who's excited for the fact that we are getting takeaways. I hope we're going to see a hell of a lot more of that going forward because that is a key element to our success on defense. Yeah, because, okay, we had the DeAndre Houston Carson pick there, which, too, I don't know what the fuck he was thinking about throwing over the middle of the field like that. Tua, no, no, you don't do that, but we'll take it. <laughs> Great yep. play, great play by DJ Houston Carson. It was one of the fans too. He tapped me on the shoulder. He was like, What did you think about him running that out of there? He should have just like kneeled in and they got it at the 20. And I said, You know what? That could go either way. But I said, I'd rather have a defender with speed running that out there because there's not a lot of guys on offense that know how to tackle, right? Because right. DHC could have a chance to take that thing to the house. I want our defense to get back to that playmaking ability where they're trying to take everything and score with it. So I didn't have a problem with yes. him running that out of the end zone. I'm with you there, Press. I didn't have a problem with it either, man. I like that fact that, hey, we're going to put more pressure. That's all. Add that pressure. We get a turnover. Let's try to score. That's put more pressure on their offense now, right? So, and have them all discombobulated. I like that idea. So when he ran out, I was like, hey, get as many yards as you can because nothing this problem is on the football field. Let's make something happen out of it. But he tried his best with it, which I liked it. I enjoyed that moment. But yeah, Press, I'm all for that, man. Anytime we get a turnover, I'm looking for our defense to try to score. Yes, sir. Now, we saw we had some Khalil Mack and some Hakeem Hicks time out there with the ones. And I thought the Hakeem Hicks and uh, Khalil Mack, they look ready for the season already. Khalil Mack was in that backfield whenever he wanted to be. Hakeem Hicks was lighting up the running backs and talking that shit to him. I was like, boy, this defense, that front seven, they look really good out there, A-Dub. Man, Hicks make clocks up that middle, press. We saw again, at least in this preseason game here, where Hicks was that impactful. Guys couldn't get through on him, man. He clogs up. He puts a lot of pressure through. He, he beats his man, right? And once he get in there, it's like, hey, you guys got to figure out what you're going to do, how you're going to get around him. But that's what Hicks do. That's his element right there, Perez, that he creates havoc once he get there and clog up that middle. And another guy that's, that clogged up the middle and who looks like a fucking keeper is Big Tonga in the middle. He was gobbling up blockers. He was <laughs> eating up them double teams. I was like, man, I love this kid. What a great pick. What a great find in the seventh round by Ryan Pace. I got to give Ryan Pace some credit around that because he found some guys on defense. He really has, Perez, who can help this team out. And you just saw on that field, man, multiple guys was helping out, you know? And you can like, man, these guys, if they continue at this rate, it may be a dominant season for our defense. It just makes you feel really good about the directions of things. I like what we saw for the most part from the defense. It wasn't perfect, yeah. but as far as that front seven, they got some pressure on the quarterback. I liked how they played against the run. They sh shut down the run. Now, obviously, when you get the backups to come in, things are going to be a little different. But for the most part, I thought I really thought that that defense was pretty good. One area, though, that I really think that we got to tighten up on, and it's probably just because it's preseason, but I thought the tackling could have been a little bit better out there today in the game. 
I agree with you, Press, because we missed some tackles that we could have had for a loss, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, we got in the backfield at times. We didn't finish the play. And then those guys broke away and got some yardage off that. So we got to do a better job, like you said, with tackling. Once we get a guy, hey, wrap him up, take him down. And, hey, we move on to the next play. But you're right. That's going to be something we got to improve upon. But another thing I thought we got to improve upon as well, Perez, is how some of our DBs play as well. I think we got to do a better job when we actually covering guys. I saw a couple plays that what we missed out there. Duke Shelley, I believe, missed a couple plays. He did, he got the tackle, but he missed a couple plays to where he could have made an impact. So I would just say we still need to tune that up just a little bit as well. Yeah, and, and this is the thing, too. We saw a lot of that bend but don't break because the Dolphins, yeah. were, they were moving the ball. But what I really liked, though, is that Bears defense, once the field got shorter, that defense locked in on them. They were getting field goals. They weren't letting them get into the end zone. Right. That's one thing I will say, Press, that I want to salute that part of it, is not letting those guys get in the end zone. So you're right. I got to give the Bears a lot of credit for that because they held their own, bro. You hold your own ground like that, you're going to give up three to seven any day, right? So I've got to give them credit for that. When things got crazy, they still held their own. All in all, pretty good day for Sean Desai's defense. I was really encouraged by that. I thought he made some really good play calls out there. And A-Dub, I really liked what we saw from some of that pass rush from the second and third stringers out there. They looked really good out there today. Yeah, man, we had a hey, press. Those guys out there humble and hungry, man. They feel like it was their last game. They had something to do and something to prove. And that's what you like about that. I want to, and again, I'm going to go back to this again. I got to thank Justin Fields because he inspired those guys. It was like, hey, we're ready to play. We've been working hard all, all season. Let's now put into action. Let's go out there and show the crowd what we can do. And those guys came out there. They played their heart out, press. They didn't give up anything. They played hard. They made plays. They were excited when they made plays. That's what you want to see. Yes, sir. Well, before we get out of here, and we're going to get back to a little bit of Justin Fields, too, before we leave, but I wanted to hear from you. Who was another person that stood out to you from the game today? So we talked about Ogletree. We talked about Fields. Well, who was someone else that stood out to you? I like Angelo Blackson. He came in and did a good job, too, Perez. Yes, sir. Um, he was out there making plays. He was out there in the backfield making things happen, Perez. Wasn't getting beat out there on plays at all. I mean, he made his presence known out there. So I got to give him some credit. That I thought that was a good pickup. No, I, yeah, I like that one. He was definitely doing his job there, making key stops. Really good on that defensive line. I'm telling you, that defensive line is going to be a problem all season for, for opposing teams. Absolutely. For me, and I briefly talked about him, but it was Rodney Adams. I really thought, and this is somebody that, that really impressed me when me and you went to camp, and this is some reports that we got from other people that have gone to camp. He's had a really strong camp. And he had a really good showing in the game today. He made a really great catch on that deep throw from Justin Fields. But he had other catches that he made in the game. And he almost was kind of like Justin Fields, like kind of like his security blanket in the game, mm -hmm. for lack of better words. So he was mostly his rely only reliable weapon because I'm just going to say this. Javon Williams, Riley Ridley, what's up? We talked <laughs> to you all about John Deke to step up. Now yep. you got this guy Adams in here. He wasn't playing no games out there. Y'all need to step up or you're going to be looking for another job, fellas. Yes, sir, Perez. They better, they better get ready, man. They better get humble and get hungry because you're right. These other guys ready to play, man. But you know, another guy I was impressed with, though, Perez, um, mm -hmm. watching as well. What? Um, on the defensive side of it. It was Caleb Johnson, man. I was impressed with Caleb. You know, uh, I was concerned a little bit early on. He made a few plays that I thought they could have done better with, uh, closing out and finishing plays. But he kind of stepped his game up as, as the game went on. I mean, he was out there over the field as well, getting in the backfield, very good in coverage at times, Perez. He actually held his own ground. So I was kind of happy for him, man. Listen, we talk about it all the time, next play mentality. So, yes, he did get beat on that touchdown. But what did he do? Second half of that game, 
He locked in. He had seven tackles for the game. And like you said, A-Dub, he was disruptive, held his own. And shout out to you, Caleb Johnson, friend of the DBE podcast. We rock it with you, man. We hope we hope that you continue to ball out out there, man. But a good start. And we look to see bigger and better things for you going forward, brother. Absolutely, Prez. What about uh, Khalil Herbert? I thought that he was also someone that looked pretty impressive out there. I thought he had a pretty decent uh, performance. And what I really liked about him was not just his ability running the ball, but I thought he was really good with getting in the ball as a receiver out of the backfield. Good hands. He caught the ball and he's got some fucking speed and he hit the hole and he was running past people. So I really like what he brought to this offense today. And I think he's going to be a really good player for us this season. I think so too, Prez. And I was actually happy to see him on special teams. You know, get a shot at it. You know, I'm not quite sure we shared the wealth with others getting an opportunity, but I was kind of glad to see him out there, man, on, punt, on uh, kickoff return. I was like, oh, that's cool. I know you and I talked about it already about him having that skill set, but it was just good to see him out there, man, to show they can do that. And also, they can also show they can be a, a nice number three back for us as well. I'm telling you, man, I was really, I really liked what I saw. Now, obviously, there's some areas that need to be cleaned up a little bit, but hey, listen, it's preseason. We'll pump our brakes on really going too crazy with what we saw today. But I will tell you this, audience, the Justin Fields starting conversation is only going to heat up after what we saw today because he was the best quarterback on the field today, A-Dub. Without a doubt, Chris. And that's the thing right there. I didn't want to get caught up with the emotion of it, man, because you're right. We see that this guy can be electric. And he was, right? When he Mm -hmm. showed what he can do when he locked in, he was that. So you're now thinking to yourself, like, hey, if this continues, Fred, another preseason game, another preseason game where he's like that, you're like, hey, look, we don't need to see any Dalton anymore. Let's just go with the kid. I understand we talked about any Dalton being the starter. You and I don't have a problem with it. But this kid is not making it easy at all for Andy Dalton. Not at all. And if I'm Andy Dalton right now, I'll be really concerned because Justin Fields turned the volume up in that place and the energy definitely went up with his performance out there. And and A-Dub, at the end of the game, bro, we were all waiting for him to run off the field. Did you see that swag? Did you see that look in his eye and the way he trotted off the field? He know he that dude, bro. He know it. The confidence is there, Prez. That's what we saw. And the thing is, he rocked with the crowd. Like, look, I'm here. I'm I'm ready to play, fellas. Ladies, I'm, I'm ready. Look, we're going to take this thing. We're going to run with it. That was his mentality for his. Like, hey, he all for it, man. He's ready for the smoke. Yeah, he definitely was ready for the smoke today. Now, I know there's going to be some people that are going to say, well, A-Dub and Press. Justin Fields didn't start really snapping off in the game until the second and third string defenders took the field. So, A-Dub, what do you say to them? I don't care. <laughs> I really don't. The fact is, he showed us something. Me and Press saw this early on. When he first got out there, it wasn't a good scene because it wasn't just on him. He was put in a tough situation. He really was, yep. Perez. Yep. I want them to remember that. When he came in, the offense kind of like was going through a transition. We had some penalties, and that's not good for any quarterback, not mm-hmm. just Justin Fields. So let's not make an exception like, oh, it's just Justin Fields. No. But what he showed us is that, hey, when I get my chance, when I'm comfortable, I can make things happen. I got that, no matter who's out there. Yeah, because you're right. They did let him down. Because you got to think about it. You talked about the penalties. But let's not forget about that bad snap. That was also something that happened. And he also had that throw where he was trying to hit the tight end. The tight end fell down. It almost was a pick. So you're right. They didn't do him any favors in that part. But what I would say to the people that were wanting to tell us, hey, they were going up against second or third stringers, I would say, listen, let's not pick apart the performance here. Let's enjoy what we saw. 
Because what we saw here is something that fans, us fans have deserved, and that's competent quarterback play, excitement coming from that quarterback position, and what you all saw there is the future of this fucking franchise. Enjoy it. Absolutely, Prez. And the other thing, Prez, we saw was that confidence and that leadership. So you're right. Even if you didn't have a good throwing in the first half, we did see this guy say, you know what? Look, I'm going to still step my game up no matter what. I'm going to play my game. I'm not going to let that get to me. It didn't bother him, Prez. It did not make him worse. What that did was say, you know what? I need to step my game up and play better. And that's what he did. So he, this is a kid that's confident in his ability, and he's willing to make some things happen, including making adjustments. So that's one thing you will see when Justin feels. That's true. And I'm just going to say this, man. My goodness, I've never been this excited over a fucking preseason game. That's what Justin Fields brings. That is what he brings. Dude, all the people that was out there when people were leaving, you saw, you know how many Justin Fields jerseys were there? That's why people came to that game today was to see him. That's what people around us were saying. They're like, look, I don't usually come to preseason games. I'm here because of Justin. That is a culture changer, and that is somebody that you can build a franchise on. Just that type of energy and that type of vibe. I will say this, Prez. When I saw preseason games in the past, I saw fans leaving by halftime. <laughs> Today, nobody went anywhere. No. When Justin Fields took that field, everybody was just excited, man. Like, oh, we get another chance to see this guy go at it again. That's what I saw today, Press. No fans left and went anywhere. Everybody rushed back to see this kid play. They sure did. They sure did. Now, one person that the fan base was not particularly happy to see on the field, <laughs> and that was Nick Foles, and they booed the shit out of his ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. They said, hey, but your time is up. Hey, get up out of here. They didn't want no part of him, man. They really did not, friends. And I can't blame the fans. I totally get it. Matter of fact, when he came out there, this first series didn't look good at all, Prez. So the fans gave him an earful, Prez. And all I can do was just smile on the way like, man, I don't want to be Nick Foles today. Well, also, you know what it was also about. Nick Foles had a press conference a week ago, and he kind of almost in a sense was blaming the coaching staff. And he kind of like aired out like the organization. And he was talking about, you know, how he didn't really have a chance to be you know, successful last season and talked about his preferred, you know, team that he wants to play with. So, he kind of came off a little selfish and shit, and I think that a lot of fans let, wanted to let him know what they thought about him in that press conference. So there was a lot that was going on there. Now, me personally, A-Dub, I didn't think it was anything wrong with what Nick Foles had to say. I think that we should always be interested in hearing what the players think because they're human. We want right. to know how they feel because, yeah, he's a competitor. I'm sure he wants to play. I'm sure he didn't like the way things went last year. But right. at the end of the day, you didn't get the job done. And it's all about Justin Fields for us here on out. But A-Dub, I thought it was pretty interesting to know how the fan base lit Foles up today. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. But you're right, Press. You had a good point about how you feel. And I get it. But you know how A-Dub feel like, look, man, you're a veteran. <laughs> look, you're not, you won a championship. Figure this out, right? If things not going well. Yes, sir. But listeners, man, me and A-Dub, we were definitely very fired up to do this episode today. We're going to be back next week for a brand new episode. A-Dub, it was a pleasure hanging out with you today, brother. As always, it's a dope-ass episode, and we are out. A-Dub, gonna sign us off, bruh. Thanks for listening to the Barry Sanchez Podcast. You can find this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. Thanks for your continued support of this show. Bears Nation, come down with us. <laughs>